forced disappearance is among the worst violations of human rights. There is no crime crueler than the disappearance of a human being. Enforced disappearances are a tool of terror with a devastating impact that strikes not just individuals and their families, but the entire society. Yes, the 30th of August marked the International Day of the Victims of Enforced Disappearances, and we are here with you with another episode of the NCRI Women's Committee Podcasts. National published a document in December 2018, Amnesty's report, Iran, Blood-Soaked Secrets, sheds light on the 1988 massacre in Iranian prisons and why they are considered ongoing crimes against humanity. Yes, a good place to start. For 34 years, the Iranian authorities have refused to disclose the fate and whereabouts of thousands of political dissidents who were forcibly disappeared and extrajudicially executed in secret during Iran's 1988 prison massacres. This chapter is among the darkest and most outrageous in the Iranian people's history and represents a state-sponsored crime. The deaths of thousands of the victims remain unregistered, and there are thousands of missing bodies buried across the country in unidentified mass graves. The Iranian authorities have failed to publicly and officially acknowledge the existence of these mass graves and concealed their locations, causing immeasurable suffering to families who are still seeking answers about their missing loved ones. I know that the UN Special Rapporteur on Iran, Professor Javid Rahman, also pointed out the massacre of political prisoners in 1988 in his latest report to the UN General Assembly. Exactly. In this report to the UN General Assembly, Professor Javed Rahman noted that, I quote, impunity in attempts to destroy evidence of past violations continued during the reporting period, including in relation to the summary executions and enforced disappearances of political dissidents in 1988. He said, In May 2022, it was reported that the authorities had put up large concrete walls and surveillance cameras in Khavaran Cemetery, which contains a mass grave believed to hold the remains of victims of summary executions and enforced disappearances of 1988. It is believed that these measures are aimed at restricting access to the site of facilitating the destruction of evidence. Professor Rahman said, These measures are the latest in a series of measures to interfere with the evidence of the executions, which have included bulldozing of grave sites and forcing members of the Baha'i community to bury their dead between existing graves or at the Khavaran mass grave site. Long years of research done by the Iranian resistance, we know today that the Iranian authorities forcibly disappeared and executed thousands of imprisoned political dissidents in secret and dumped their bodies mostly in unmarked mass graves between July and September 1988. True. 
and the Iranian authorities have concealed the killings as state secrets, tormenting their relatives by refusing to tell them how and why their loved ones were killed and where they are buried. No official has been brought to justice, and in some cases, those involved hold or have held positions of power in Iran. The Iranian resistance has called on the UN to set up an independent investigation to help bring those responsible for these abhorrent crimes to justice. Asadullah Nabavi, one of the survivors of the 1988 massacre, says he was detained in solitary confinement and had no contact with his family throughout the killings. He told Amnesty International that many families panicked when all visits were suspended just before the execution started. Uh, yes, I remember this story. He had also talked of his father, who suffered a heart stroke in autumn 1988 and was on the verge of death because he did not have any news on his son. The authorities passed his family around between different offices and prisons without giving them a definite answer on his fate. Uh, Asadullah also told uh, Amnesty International about a mother in a similar situation and the scars that are left for the victims' families which have never healed. Let me emphasize here that thousands of families in Iran and those living in exile have been plunged into a state of anguish, desperately trying to keep their hope alive while fearing the worst. The cases that shows the depth of the tragedy is the case of the siblings of Mayam Akbari Monfarid. The UN Special Rapporteur Javid Rahman reported in his latest report to the UN General Assembly that Mayam Akbari Monfarid remains imprisoned for the 13th year in Semnan prison for calling for accountability for the enforced disappearance of her family in 1988 and is deprived of adequate health care for liver disease. She has to date not received any furlough and her family's several requests for transfer to Evin Prison remain unanswered. Yes, his report is accurate. Maria Akbari Monfarid sought justice for her siblings, Abdul Reza and Rokia Akbari Monfarid, executed during the 1988 massacre, and two other brothers executed in 1981 and 1984. First, she filed her complaint with the Iranian judiciary, but they did not respond to her case. Instead, prison authorities increased pressure on her. She was deprived of medical treatment and banished to a remote prison where her daughters cannot regularly visit her. The judge presiding her trial said she was paying the price of her siblings, who were supporters of the opposition PMY-MEK. Now recently, Mullah Hussein Musavi Tabrizi, the regime's prosecutor general in the 1980s, said the families of those executed in the 1988 massacre could have complained, but they did not do so. Maria Akbari Monfarid reacted by writing an open letter from behind bars. She said in her letter, I did file a complaint after three decades. What did you do to me except making threats, banishing me, and continuing to detain me illegally? So from the case of Mayam Akbari Monfarid, we can see that families are actually coming forward for justice, but they're put in prison for seeking the truth.
future hold for these families and what is expected about these mass disappearances? Well, for most relatives of the disappeared, the loss of the loved ones continues to feel recent, even when logic tells them that the person is most likely dead. So long as there is uncertainty, there will be hope. So long as there is hope, they remain trapped in a torturous limbo, unable to mourn or move on with their lives. For parents, abandoning hope feels like a betrayal, like they are killing their own child. It is time for the UN to take action and hold the perpetrators and masterminds accountable. In its December 2018 report, Blood-Soaked Secrets, Amnesty International said by continuing to systematically conceal the fate and whereabouts of victims of the secret extrajudicial killings of 1988 in Iran, Iranian authorities are committing the ongoing crime against humanity of enforced disappearance. Absolutely. And the Iranian authorities have an obligation under international law to investigate these ongoing crimes and to provide the families of the victims with truth, justice, and reparations. In case of a death, the authorities have a duty to issue a death certificate setting out accurately the date, location, and cause of death. However, for victims of the secret extrajudicial killings of 1988, this has not happened in thousands of cases. Listeners should know that the notorious president in Iran, Ibrahim Raisi, was one of the death commission members conducting the massacre. He has plans to be at the UN General Assembly in New York. Iranians across the globe are rejecting such an invite on hashtag NoVisaForRaisi. To learn more, search the 1988 massacre on the NCRI Women's Committee website, women.ncr-iran.org. We'll be with you again in two weeks with another podcast. Till then, goodbye.